0: Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin slash Classic Rock slash Jimmy Page slash Slices Dices Loves Your Mother for You podcast. Hi. Today we have something that I've had in my back pocket for a long time, kind of, but then a new source was uploaded to Dime A Dozen And uh, it's Cambridge Folk Festival 1984, which is uh, Jimmy Page and Roy Harper, where Jimmy sat in on Roy's sets, both of Roy's sets, afternoon and evening, because this was the time where they were recording slash had recorded an album together, whatever happened to UGULA. Really good album, really good Roy Harper album. And, um, you know, so if you look at it through the lens of as a Roy Harper album, it's pretty good. Looking at it as a lens as a Jimmy Page album, that's not what it's for. He's adding color, he's adding flavor, lots of B-Bender stuff, which means back when I was in high school and this thing came out, and I grabbed it at the record store, like, holy shit, what is this? And ran home expecting Ten Years Gone meets Heartbreaker meets Achilles' Last Stand parts one, two, and three. I was disappointed. However, the album itself is badass. And the song Hangman is one of the best songs ever written, in my opinion. The extant recording of this, uh, Cambridge Folk Festival, July 28th, 1984. July 28th, 1984. um, has been around forever. Not this recording, though. This seems to be a new source, at least to moi. And it has a lot more life to it. It also has more hiss and stuff. These are these are. This is an unknown generation, recording of a tape a guy got in 1989. So, but as it is, it is very good, I like it better than the other one, which I think is purported to be a soundboard. But it is so dull and muted and lifeless that I've had it on my hard drive for like five years, and uh, however long I've been doing this, so let's say three years. But it's just it's just so no, there's no joy in it that I haven't used it. And then on uh, Dime a Dozen, I was looking, 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 and oh, look at that. Somebody popped up, a because there's, there's a guy that's been p- throwing up Roy Harper shows for, uh, you know, weeks, it seems. And every day I go and check because, hey, I'd love to have some of the Jimmy shows. Maybe they're in better quality, basically, because I have some of the Jimmy shows, and the quality is 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 lackluster and for shows like this I want to get the best sound because it's the kind of thing that would make and break it's like the 1980 tour you know those dry soundboards make the tour sound make the shows kind of sound shitty performance wise whereas you get a nice audience recording of the same show and you realize it's not that bad it's actually pretty good it's the same thing with this um in my opinion anyway So this seems to be a nice audience recording. It's a touch distant, but it is really cool. You can hear everything. And I listened to the whole thing almost (laughs) today. And these are the songs I want to play for you. Here's a little background. Um, If you go back, I think episodes two or three or something way back. To the very first Heart of Markness's Hearts of Markness, um, I did Jimmy Page 1984, Parts 1 and 2, because 1984 was a ridiculously fantastic, what is the word, what is the word, prolific year for Jimmy. He recorded, I mean, he he came out of the arms tour off heroin, he got off heroin and was ready to get back in the game. He realized that he was behind, that by being so stoned throughout the late 70s, that he was still kind of like in 1975, 1977, uh, artistically and aesthetically and culturally. And he had no idea. Like, he didn't know Ozzy and Randy Rhodes and Van Halen and all that new shit. So he had a lot of catching up to do, and he knew it. He also knew he had to really work and get his focus back and his chops back and get back in the game, and he did. Um, little synopsis, I mean, he he recorded a few songs with Stephen Stills on his "Right By You album, which was recorded, I think, at Jimmy's studio. And, in fact, I just read a couple days ago in an interview with Stephen Stills It's just a throwaway line. It wasn't an in depth thing, but that for he, Stephen said, for a second, for just a second, he and Jimmy considered forming a band. And that would have been amazing, although it would have been, it wouldn't have lasted because Stephen Stills, Stephen Stills is a phenomenal guitar player and a phenomenal musician. And probably the, what they would, they would try and out dominate each other and it would not be great. (laughs) I mean, but, um, He played on uh, Stephen Still's album. He played on... uh, Oh, with Rocket 88, which was Charlie Watson, Jack Bruce's uh, band, in June on the BBC. He did a jam with Ginger Baker in Pistoia, Italy at the jazz festival there. He did... Goddamn, this is just stuff that I'm remembering. He did the, the Honey Drippers sessions he did and then um and then he and then um so that's just him and and he got the firm together he he auditioned people he figured out who he wanted for the firm firm would have manifested earlier but he decided he wanted chris slade for drums but literally minutes before jimmy called him chris phoned him uh David Gilmore phoned Chris and got Chris on his uh, About Face tour. So Jimmy had to wait for that to be over. So that's 1984. And he did the thing with Roy Harper. He recorded whatever happened to Yugula. And he did a handful of shows with Roy. Cambridge Folk, I think, being the largest of them. The rest of them are like almost sound like pubs and uh, very small. I mean,. Hundreds of people, not thousands. Hundreds at most, dozens maybe. Um, can you imagine <laughs> sitting in a bar? I mean, it, it's the they're the kind of shows where you could talk to the artists. People talk to Roy in like a normal voice from the audience. So I think it's more like a, a club affair at best. Can you imagine sitting at a club going, Roy Harper? I'd go see Roy Harper, and you get there and Roy's there and like is that. Is that Jimmy Page? <laughs> right there. Hello, Mr. Page. Oh, you have to brush against me to walk to the bathroom. Ah. All right. Never mind. Back to it. Here's the set list. Because you're going to be able to download this from heartofmarkness.com. Oh, while I remember, uh, if you're a regular listener, you know, last my last uh, episode was the Dario Romero remaster of June eleventh, nineteen seventy-seven. I mistakenly linked the Dogs of Doom Source Four version of that show, rather than the Dario Romero. I fixed that today, but if you were one of the few that got one of the not the few I don't know how many of you there are, um, one of the people who got that show say before Sunday, February twentieth, twenty twenty-two. You might want to come back and check because you might have gotten the wrong show. So heads up to that. And thank you for, oh, I don't have his name. God damn it. Thank you, my friend on um, YouTube for telling me that. Some guy said he was like, hey, I got this off your side. It doesn't sound like what you have on the podcast. So I went back and looked and I'm like, well, by gosh, he's right. So thank God for him. Thank you, sir. All right. Here's Jimmy and Roy. Uh, the set list, if you want it. July 28th, 1984. is Unknown Audience Tape, received in 1989. Uh, ripped and turned to digital. Real simple and vague. There's the two sets. The afternoon set consists of short and sweet. Referendum, parentheses, legend. Elizabeth, advertisement. Hilarious song. Highway Blues, The Fly catcher. True Story, The Game, parts one through five then there's the evening set one of those days in england hangman and same old rock fucking great and what we are going to listen to right now is what are we going to listen to right now which one is it huh well i thought i was ready for this all right mark this is what this is what dreams are made of all right who we have what do we what do we have what is the first song Pull it together, Donahue. Yes! Advertisement. There we go. I have decided. I am the decider. This is a bit of a... It's not throwaway, but it is very tongue-in-cheek, very silly, and if you have the Yugula album with sound effects, it is hilarious and just Cheech and Chong wasted. This is... um A little more backstory since I'm wasting your time. Um, There was a BBC dude because... Um, I think Roy and Jimmy were on the Old Grey Whistle Test. I cannot remember if that's the name of the show. But it, it was uh, BBC Television, and there was a, the host was named Mark something. And uh, he kind of shit on them because they were out of fashion. They were hippies, you know, and this is not New Wave. This is not post-punk. This is not, you know, Spandau Ballet. Um, but in one of the Led Zeppelin books, uh, might have been Barney Hoskins' book, he talked about how he was staying at the hotel with them and they were just up all night drinking and doing coke and they would call it red tackle and white tackle and they'd be talking and when they wanted to blow they'd go white tackle. <laughs> and then at one point Mark's like, "Well, you know, we're going to be meeting up tomorrow at 7:30. Uh so maybe you're going to maybe maybe you want to go to bed." And Jimmy was like, "7:30 in the morning?" Like, "Oh shit," cuz at this point it's like 3. And he's like, well, you know, and then they, then Roy and Jimmy were like, fuck in the morning, realizing that they were they had fucked themselves because they were wasted. Uh, they decided to power through it. Instead of like, well, instead of going to bed and getting three hours of horrible sleep and trying to wake up, they just kept partying through the night. So, I mean, Jimmy was off heroin, but he wasn't clean and sober. He was just off heroin and very on cocaine, which um, if you've seen any of the interviews when he was in the firm, I think, especially with the five from the firm, when they were making that, those the backstage stuff, where he looks pasty and, 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 and corp, corpuscular? No, corpse-like. Um, there's lots of cocaine with the behavior. Anyways, who cares, right? Sorry, will I ever shut up? No. Advertisement, ladies and gentlemen. Very, very funny song. Enjoy.
1: I'm in in my I'm in the... Hang in the squat in my shoe. You'll hang in the squat in my shoe. I vibe
0: Look at you all. Well, I chose that track as the first one to play as an indication and a mirror, really, towards myself and this day, because I, too, am really stoned. Really stoned. Not permanently out my dome, but really stoned. But I'm back. I enjoyed that greatly and I wanted to also mention, oh, let me bring it up, the folks in this band. Uh Tony Franklin, who would be the bass player from The Firm and then Blue Murder and White Snake and everything and everybody in the world at one point or another. But I think uh Was was playing bass here as well as Nick Green on the keyboards. Let me find my notes. Oh, my notes don't tell me. How do I know this, then? Must be the other. Uh, uh-oh. Now I've lost all confidence. Uh, well, Tony Franklin was there for sure, and Nick Green was there. And I'll see if I can find out who else, who all else was present. Because, uh, huh, that's baffling. Anyway, I've wasted enough of time rambling. Thanks for indulging that, by the way. Assuming you have. Let's jump to the next song. The next two songs are brilliant. This is Hangman from the Evening Set, a song about somebody, uh, capital punishment being executed by hanging for a crime that he, at least in the song, says he didn't commit. It's very strong, very good song. One of the best songs really ever lyrically and and emotionally and jimmy plays some good shit with it man this is fun stuff but it's also good stuff and heavy stuff roy harper super genius so enjoy it hang man
1: well my vocals going a bit This is a song called Hangman. We've just recorded it together. We did it with a band, but uh, we we haven't got a band yet. I wrote this because I thought I ought to. I spit blood. Feel that love around my neck. You know it's them good. I know that I'm in a hole no one's understood. says you Michael just did it some years ago. Actually. The yeah.
0: Right. So Roy is introducing the same old rock, which is a song off of, I think it was off of Stormcock, uh, early seventies album of Roy's that Jimmy played on uh, under the pseudonym S. Flavius Mercurius, I think, or Mercurius Flavius, something like that for, for, you know, contractual reasons excellent song, very long song, very detailed song lyrically driven very, very touching um, and not electric, Jimmy follows along and just very moving song, but it's also 13 minutes long, so if you're not down, you're not down, I understand so I'm going to dip. No, I'm not. I'm going to play this song first. Ha! And afterward, shall I dip. Same old rock. July 28th, 1984. Cambridge Folk Festival. And it's cool stuff, man. Roy's an absolute genius. Thanks. Listen. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. again to yeah. do No. Hey. Grow to see him. mm mm-hmm.
0: That was awesome. That was awesome. That was awesome. The audience lost it. You hear that? That was really, really good. I hope you sat through it. I hope you got through the false start. Yay. Good journey. Brilliant song. Beautiful song. Thanks for listening. I am going to be back on Thursday with the latest Mike Millard Master, which is March 25th, 1975. Really, really cool. Cool show. So, thank you for listening. This will be available at heartofmarkness.com in the next day or two to download the whole show if you'd like. Otherwise, talk to you later. Be good to yourselves and each other. Good night.